Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well-conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about retirement. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Steve and I here on The Retirement Pilot as we're going to talk about counting down the days to retirement. Some things to keep in mind. We have some of the, a list of priorities maybe for you to ponder and have in your mind as you're getting closer to those days for retirement as we're counting down, getting there, some stuff to make sure that you're checking off the list. And that's what Steve and I are going to get into this week on the podcast. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing well, Mark. How are you? Doing pretty good. We were just chit-chatting a little bit about uh, cutting the grass and all that good kind of stuff. It's that time of the year. This is our uh, our May episode, so we'll be dropping this this week, I believe. So Memorial Day is right around the corner. So hopefully everybody has a good uh, Memorial Day and enjoys the uh, the outside weather and all that good kind of stuff. You got any plans? You doing anything? Not a thing. No? Yeah. I'm going to be out just at the pool fine. and have some hot dogs and hamburgers. That's what I'm going to do. There you go. That sounds good. And I'm going to remember the reason for the season. So for all of those of you who have uh, military families, we all know, make sure you you know thank a vet and all that good kind of stuff. Because without them, we would not have Memorial Day. So anyway, that's my PSA for today. So let's get into this conversation, my friend, and talk about counting down the days to retirement. Look, you do this all the time, Steve. You've got uh, you know what, over 20 years of experience helping people get to and through retirement. And there's kind of some things that, you know, there's the big stuff that we all know, right? We're all thinking about, well, do I have enough money and blah, blah, blah. And they, but there's a lot of other little things that what winds up happening is people get stumped or they trip over some of this stuff. So let's look at a few of these things. The first one's just kind of easy. Let's look at it. I mentioned Memorial Day, okay? It's not technically summer, right? It's still, we're technically still in spring, but everybody treats Memorial Day weekend like the kickoff to summer, even though it doesn't happen until what, like June 20th or something like that. So 50 is kind of like that uh, early kickoff to retirement. That's when we start to get serious and start to really think about, oh man, this is coming, <laughs> this is around the corner. I should probably start doing some stuff. So get healthy, stay healthy is the first one on our list because that's when chronic health conditions show up in our 50s. And if you want to enjoy your retirement, those go-go years, Steve, maybe it's a good idea to start uh, taking better care of yourself. And that's a great point. Actually, it's funny that we're talking about it this morning. Uh-huh. On the news, they were talking about a new fidelity report of how much a retiree can expect to pay in medical expenses oh, okay. if they are retired. And it's up, believe it or oh, not. Oh, I'm sure. Inflation rate's up, but it's $315,000. Somebody 65 and older who will probably pay a cumulative amount in health insurance mm-hmm. or health-related expenses. Okay. That could be hearing aids, dentures, eyeglass, all the different things Right. that Medicare doesn't cover everything. Nope. And you're going to be on the hook. But they said on the average, it's $315,000 that's going to be coming out, you know, obviously cumulative over your retirement. Yeah. So it kind of goes back to saying, you know, if you, if you stay healthy and you keep yourself in good shape early in your life, 50s, 60s, you're going to be in a lot better shape than when you hit your 70s and 80s when things just start to break down. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, we start breaking down at 50. I know I'm breaking down left and right. So I've got to get some extra weight. I'm 50 now, right? So I'm trying to eat better. I'm trying to start getting some of this weight down before I get, you know, to 60, for example. Exactly. And it, it, and it really does make a big difference. Um, the wear and tear you put on your joints, 
um, really does have an impact. Mm -hmm. And if you start early and you can kind of slowly just kind of get yourself in a better shape, you're going to be a lot better. Now, that's not to say that something can't crop up when you're sick. 70s or 80s but it just helps but, right i mean it's just right yeah right you know it, and, and it, good habits from a you know those standpoints hopefully will translate to some good financial habits too right so if you start making those kind of changes to taking better care of yourself you're going to hopefully kind of keep on with those good habits throughout the other parts of your life at least at least in theory that's correct yeah. i'd agree with that yeah okay all right so that's the first one on the list you know on the countdown here just get healthy stay healthy do that part to start getting better there uh, work on that now let's talk about the free time this is the actually the funny hurdle to a lot of, i talked to advisor steve all over the country you've seen this many times yourself people actually they start thinking about the big ticket items right so we're going to go to retirement and we're going to have all this free time that's number two on the list what are you going to do with it and initially people say yeah i'm going to travel and i'm going to this but let's talk about the minutiae because at some point day to day life happens and you've got all this free time and, and you're spending all this time with your loved one who maybe you didn't spend all that much time with before. Like how many couples are button heads early in retirement because, you know, they're like, man, we're around each other all the time and we're not used to it. That's a great point. I think one of the things that I always tell people is have a plan before you just decide to retire. You need to plan for it. What are you going to do with your days? You know, you can only travel so much. Right, you can only right. play so much golf. You can only do so many things. And if you don't have a plan, have some type of plan written down. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do, you know, do that. And then you're, you're absolutely right with respect to the, the couples. Um, yeah, the underfoot syndrome. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, my, my mom and dad. My mother is is deceased and has been gone quite a while, but my dad always kind of was flirting with maybe taking early retirement so he could spend it with my mom because she was on uh, not doing well. Okay, and she said, oh no, 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 you're not going to do that. You're not going to be <laughs> hanging around me all day. So, and I've heard that with other of my clients and prospective clients. Right. Well, wait a minute. I got things that I've got my routine. I got the things that I'm involved in, I'm doing. And if I have to think about you all the time, then then that's really not going to work. So you've got to figure that out because um, if you go from a, a position where you're busy, you're doing things and you go home and it's like, all right, I what am I going to do? I'm going to hang around my spouse and my spouse has got their things they're doing and their routine. Yeah, you become a clinger, right? You're just kind of like yeah. clinging on to them and then they're getting annoyed with you. And then, yeah, it's a, it's a transition people don't it's often think about. Transition. It's a huge transition. Yeah. You know, it's a transition to live with somebody 24-7. And then you're retired and it's like, it, it, it is a big difference. And <laughs> oh, you, need- you again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, why, why are you here? Yeah. Yeah. Go to work. Well, I don't work anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. So, and, and you know, silver lining, if we can find one in all this, you know, pandemic mess is that it maybe did highlight some of that for people. Right. Uh, it, you know, when we're, when you're locked down or put, you know, you can't go anywhere. So you, we kind of got a you know, different couples got a little taste of some of that, of being around each other all the time, or maybe transition to working from home. Everybody's, you know, on computers or whatever the case is. So you know, a little bit, a little bit of that there, but yeah, to your point, you can only, I mean, I've talked to guys and it's like, Hey, I couldn't wait to retire and play golf every day in retirement. 
And then you talk to them like a couple of years later and they're like, yeah, I stopped playing. It's like, why? Because I got, I couldn't play anymore. I just got tired of it. Like I can right. only play so much. I like burnt myself out, you know? So, and I, I know the golf enthusiasts out there are going never, never, that would never happen to me. But and it physically at some point, yeah. you're just not going to be able to do it. Yeah. So just decide what you want to do with all that free time. And again, a, a plan and a strategy is not a, a set it and forget it. It's not stoned in, right? It's, it's going to ebb and flow and change as things are happening, but there's a lot of free time when you get to retirement, which is great, but just start thinking about all the little different nuances of day-to-day life, not just those big ticket items. Uh, And maybe, Steve, maybe in that we could have probably rolled this in, but I've got it broken out as another number, number three here, is some sort of post-retirement. We wrote career, but I don't really like that word. It's, It's too big, I think, a post-retirement something or another, because the, often that's what winds up happening. You retire for maybe a year or two, you do some of the fun things, then you realize you're kind of bored overall and you want something, some structure. Uh, maybe that's volunteering or, or maybe it's a part-time gig, right? Something. Right. And I have a lot of clients that did that. They retired, they kind of got the stuff out of them, like the travel and all that. Then they're like, okay, um, there's other things to do. And some, I have a client who does elections. Who oh, loves okay. to be All right. involved in the elections. Yeah. I have a client who wanted to be a starter at a golf course. So he goes out and, and, and is a starter at a, a public golf course. Just, you know, it's not the money. It's the idea of going out and having something to do and to look yeah. forward some to structure, some, some right. chatting you know, with people. Yeah. And, and I, and I think the other part, and I think this is what the pandemic has done, which is an unintended consequence, is that I think a lot of us have gotten out of the habit of socialization. Mm, and, you know, and, and when you when you go into retirement, you can kind of get out of that. If you just hang out at home and doing your own thing and working in the yard, not, you know, interacting with people, mm-hmm. really kind of lose the ability to to really do that easily. And yeah, and I that's, think that's a great point, actually. Get yeah. isolated. Yeah. And objectivity. I think we certainly have seen that in the world. I think all the, because uh, look, even with financial, like if you're a DIYer, we'll keep it sort of financial related so we don't get too far in the weeds, but, and you go decide you're going to do everything yourself and you decide to start Googling how to do this, but you've got some preconceived notions about some things. Well, as you're typing that stuff in that you're looking for help, you know, help and, and guidance uh, through the interwebs to do that, you're, it's going to start supporting your narrative because it sees the things you're typing and it's looking, it's going to start sending you more of that information. And so I think we've lost our objectivity as well by not socializing and by doing a lot of stuff at home. We're just we don't do a good job of listening to other people and being objective to situations and so on and so forth, where we get very singularly focused and it's hard to get us out of our, our mindset. Right. And so it's good for those social interactions because we get to see other viewpoints and maybe not be so jaded. I agree. Yeah, yeah. you do. And you, you, you start to have actual conversations with right. people. Yeah. 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 Look at that. So here we're solving world problems and retirement, Steve, you know, you wisdom okay. with Mark and Steve. But one thing, Mark, retirement is not just about money. It's no, about it's other not. things. Yeah. It's about, you know, you're you're going to go into retirement and some people might be retired longer than they worked. Great point. And it had, sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with money. It has all to do with what you're going to do with yourself. Yep. Actually, actually have to, to plan for that and know what you're going to want to do. And we've definitely had a lot of conversations about that. And that's certainly some of the stuff here in that uh, two and three that, you know, what are you going to do with the free time? What do you want to do maybe as some sort of a uh, structured or a job or something afterwards? A friend of mine retired out to the beach, um, had a nice big 
corporate job. You know, it was very stressful. Now he lives down by the beach and he works as a stock boy at the local grocery store in the morning, three days a week from like 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And he has no problem saying I'm a stock boy. He likes it. And he, yeah. he enjoys the fact that no one tells him what to do and he has no employees that he has to you know keep an eye on. He goes in, stocks the shelves, and leaves. And he freaking loves it, right? Yeah. Uh, gives him some structure, but also gets him out of the house. But he just kind of likes that, uh, you know, that feeling of accomplishment as well. So That's lots of little perfect. things in there. Uh, all right. Well, let's get it back to the money for a second here, though. On number four, Steve, take advantage of the opportunities to save more. I mentioned earlier 50, right? So once we turn 50, there's some things that start to change. And hopefully we can you know, put a little away, uh, put a little bit more away, especially if we need to. Exactly. And once you hit 50, you have some of the catch up provisions. You can add an extra thousand dollars to a Roth uh, IRA contribution. You can add another thousand dollars to if you're eligible for a health savings account contribution. Mm -hmm. You're able to add more to your 401k or 401 yeah, so like 6,500, I think, something like that. Yeah. I mean, much higher in that. So you have catch up provisions. Now, one of the things that, that, that allows you to do this, and this is kind of what I, I, I have people come in and I visit with them, prospective clients, and they're, they, let's say they're 55. Uh -huh, sure. Number. And they have two, three kids and they're, they're going, we're way behind on saving and they're beating themselves up for that. Okay. And, and I tell them that they shouldn't beat themselves up for that because if you've had children, they're expensive, <laughs> right? Right. And if you've helped them through college or something of that nature, your available funds go to help your children. And the vast majority of people who really start to hit it in their saving usually do it when the kids are yep. off the payroll, out of college, yep. off the payroll. Now they have actual uh, income that, because everybody learns to live on the net income they get, right? Well, if you've learned to live on that and now your kids are gone and you don't have that expense line item anymore for college mm -hmm. or, or things of that nature, you're able to now really start to put the money away. Yeah, you can sock it away into those, those uh, catch-up contributions. And That's stuff. right. Yeah. So people don't, can't really beat themselves up for it. Um, and, and they do. They go, yeah. gosh, we're so, we hear these people have so much money saved up. Well, you know, Everybody's different. Yeah, some people who are who have an awful lot of money saved maybe don't have three kids yeah. or two children. Right, uh, and you you can't compare yourself to anybody else. You have to look at your own situation. Well, and Steve, on that point, like if you use your example of fifty five, and you're saying, okay, you could do sixty five hundred here. Let's say an extra thousand there. Let's just call it seven thousand dollars for easy math. And you're talking six fifty five to let's say full retirement age of sixty seven. I mean, it's 12 years at seven grand a year. That's not exactly chicken fee, right? So wow. it adds up. It does. And it, it adds up and it, it allows you to do certain things such as paying off your house. Yep. You know, putting more well, money towards your, your mortgage. That, that's next on my list, actually. Uh, number five was, you know, over 50, you, you've got the kids off the payroll. You're making hopefully the most money you've been making in your life. You've got these catch-up contribution things you can do. And it's also time to start getting debt-free, right? Definitely the bad debt. And then, of course, the mortgage is a part of that conversation as well. Exactly. If you can go into, and I always recommend to clients, go to retirement. When you retire, you don't want to have that expense line item of a mortgage or a car payment. If you don't have those, that's just free cash flow coming into you. And now that takes a little sacrifice early on to go ahead and, and get that mortgage paid off or get the, you know, the auto loan paid off. But boy, I tell you, when you hit retirement and you don't have those line items, you'll be surprised how much free cash flow you have. Right. 
Yeah. And now it comes that big conversation piece, obviously, you know, to, well, my mortgage rate's really, really low, you know, so should we keep the mortgage in, in, in the retirement for, you know, a few more years or whatever as we're kind of getting close? Do we pay it off early? Do we go house rich, cash poor? But all that's part of the strategizing of in the, the individual situation. Yes, it's universal truths that affect us all, but that's where you start looking at the individualness and saying, okay, for you, actually, the math says it makes more sense to X, or for this person, it's Y, right? So that's where the planning comes into place. And just like you're thinking about reducing, starting to get that debt gone in the 50s, uh, number six on my list, Steve, is reducing the risk. So you're 58, why are you still investing like you're 38? Especially in these volatile times, that's when people start going, oh man, I've been making all this money, 19, 20, 21, the market's been up, and I've been taking extra risk. And of course, everybody loves it when that's happening, but now that it's not so smooth, you know, the risk scares them. It does. And in the, the one issue that we have to look at right now is that there was one segment of the market that was really generating this, and that was the growth area. And, you know, the big companies, Apple, Microsoft, Tech, yeah, you know, Google, all those, were, that was the growth sector that was just killing it. And it was, but those don't always go up. So when, when I, I just had this conversation yesterday uh, or last night with a client or prospective client, and that was, he's like, well, you know, I was doing great. And, but now it's like, I'm down like 15, 20%. And I said, yep. well, that, that's not unusual based upon what you own you know, the stocks that you own inside your portfolio, that's what was going down. And he said, well, what do you do differently? And one of the things, and I took this advice from Warren Buffett, and his is buy good quality stocks, obviously, but also ones that generate dividends. Because that income coming off of those stocks can do two things. One, you can live off them if you want. Or number two, more importantly, when we're hitting rough times like this, those dividends going in are reinvested in those stocks at a lower cost. Mm. So that when that particular stock rebounds, as long as it's a good company, it's going to rebound, you're going to be having a lot more shares at a lower price, which means your profit's going to be higher. So if you skew towards income, you're going to be able to minimize the downside uh, of your portfolio. Well, great conversation here this week, folks, again, on the podcast with Steve talking about the countdown of retirement. So some good nuggets of information to think about as maybe you're in that stage, just over 50 or 55 or whatever the case might be. Or even if you're closer to retirement, there's still some things on here you can certainly do. And as always, you know, you can check out uh, Steve, reach out to Steve for conversations and, and, and points. Steve, anything, uh, anything trending that right now with all this downturn that you've got for people, uh, something we might want to give out this month? The one thing I would warn people of um, is watch the cryptocurrency. Oh, man, a huge uh, swing. Huge. Cryptocurrency, huge swing down. And you might start hearing people say, oh, what's down? It's time to buy. Well, <laughs> let's, let's, let's differentiate here. You what know I that, do for clients and prospects is investing for the long term. Uh-huh. You want to get in the crypto game, that is called speculation. Yep. You want to speculate take that attitude that you're speculating, but I'm, I am, there are two things you're going to start seeing a lot on TV and on the radio. Number one, cryptocurrency is down. Therefore it's a great buy right now. I'm not saying it is or isn't. I'm just telling you, that's what you're going to see. Got to be careful. Number two is you're going to start seeing buy gold. Oh, always right. Oh my God. As soon as you start having the market fluctuation volatility, everybody in the world comes out and says, buy gold, buy gold, buy gold. And again, it's another speculative buy. It's not a currency. It's not a stock. You know, you've got to be careful of that. 
but you, you just just be forewarned. That's what you're going to start hearing. And every time yeah. that happens, yeah. always remember those people have something to benefit by you buying into that. Very true. Very true. Good stuff again this week on the podcast. I got to share this one thing with you, Steve, then I'll let everybody go because I know we're getting a little long. Have you ever heard of Bitcoin Pizza Day? No. So back in 09, I believe it was, uh, the first Bitcoin transaction went underway. A company was doing whatever, and they, they ordered two pizzas, and they were allowed to pay for the two pizzas with Bitcoin. They, 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 they could pay for it. So they paid, get this, 10,000 Bitcoins for two pizzas. Oh, God. So uh, in, the, in the realm of, boy, did I do something goofy, uh, think about, you know, just at the prices they're at now, that's worth about $300 million. Right. <laughs> that had yeah. better have been some really, really good pizza is all I'm saying. But, you know, but then people go, well, how would you even get that? You know, you'd have to, how do you even sell it off? and get? So it's a very strange thing to a lot of people still. But I saw that yesterday uh, with all the Bitcoin news, as you just mentioned, people talking a lot about it. And they were talking about uh, one of the most upside down transactions, somebody kicking themselves for paying 10,000 Bitcoin for two pizzas. So Unbelievable. Well, and there was a Bitcoin, or not a Bitcoin, but a crypto company that went bankrupt. Yeah. Now there's a, just look it up. I forgot the name of the company, but it's it's in bankruptcy. And there are two sides to it. There's one side that's kind of the trading side, which a lot of people are on. Then there's uh-huh. the other side of where they had it with a custodian. And the people who had the money with the custodian are kind of covered mm. by some, some laws. The ones who were in the trading accounts, you don't have anything. Yeah. Even though you had money in there, it's gone. Yep. Yep. Well, folks, that's why you always want to make sure you're trekking with a qualified professional doing the right things for your retirement. As Steve said, speculative is one thing, but you don't want to uh, wager the house, so to speak. So make sure you're talking with Steve or a qualified professional like Steve. If, you, if you're not already working with him and you want to get a second opinion someplace, there's nothing wrong with that. But Steve can do that for you as well, too. So get that complimentary conversation and chat with Steve. Just reach out to him at wealthpartnerskc.com. That's wealthpartnerskc.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. We do a monthly monthly podcast where Steve and I chat about the things that are going on out there in the world and hopefully share some useful nuggets of information with you. So again, check it out. The Retirement Pilot, you can find it on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart Stitcher, or just find it all at Steve's website, wealthpartnerskc.com. My friend, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. I'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate everybody. Hope you have a great Memorial Day weekend. Steve and I will be back a little bit later on. We'll see you next time here on The Retirement Pilot. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.